the discussion of who your favorite captain is is sort of the the litmus test among Star Trek fans of like where you stand, what you what you identify with. And so when you meet another Star Trek fan, it's not uncommon to say, who's your captain as an opening question. So I pose to you, who's your captain, Dylan? I mean, I'm I'm like a real reg. I'm like a lame mainstream guy. That's a, I'm a Picard guy. Like that's who I grew up. I grew up watching Next Generation. Picard's just the best. Picard is, is the greatest. I, I tend to identify a little more with Captain Sisko. There what about are, the sure guy people... Scott Bakula played? Who's that? <laughs> he was his a captain, is, wasn't he? His name is Captain Archer. Thank okay. You. <laughs> Sorry. And he helped avert the temporal Cold War. That's, so that's, maybe seems important. you'll put a little respect on his <laughs> okay. name next time. Sorry. I'm Eric Grundhauser, and this is Atlas Obscura a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, I'm taking you to one of my favorite places in the entire universe. It's an incredibly accurate replica of the set of the Starship Enterprise from the original Star Trek series, the 1960s era. It was created by a huge fan of the series who happens to also be a professional Elvis tribute artist. I'll tell you all about how he built it and why I love it so much, after this. Oh, and I'll probably make so many deep cut Star Trek references that will be impossible for my producer to cut them all out. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. So can you tell me about this place and where is it? What was it like when you got there? Can I ever? (laughs) The Star Trek set tour, as it's officially known, Mm. is located in Ticonderoga, New York. So I show up and I am buzzing with anticipation. (laughs) I bet you were. As I've stated, personally, professionally, on the record, off the record, I am a Deep Space Nine (laughs) Star Trek guy. That's Mm -hmm. my era. But I love all Star Trek. And so the idea that I could actually go and set foot on the original Enterprise is all I've... That's a dream. 
That's a dream. Yeah. I've wanted to live on the Enterprise for my entire life. And and for anyone who doesn't know, the Enterprise is like that's the ship where Captain Kirk was in charge and Spock was there, and that's the that's the set. That's what you 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 think of when you think of the show. Yeah, Spock was there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he was important. Yeah, was he? What was he? The navigator? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Get yeah. off this podcast. <laughs> he was, uh, he was the first... science officer. Oh, the science officer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 okay. All right. Okay. When this tour starts, you're standing in front of these two plywood doors, and then they part in the middle with a little whoosh, a little door whoosh. All of a sudden, you're looking down the hallway of the original Starship Enterprise. Space, the final frontier. It is as though you have stepped into the world of the 60s series. Hmm. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. To hear the, 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 the theme playing in your head. You know, that original like... <laughs> the bongos... <laughs> I can't go that Anyway. It's you're there. You're in it. It's it, I, for all intents and purposes, it looks like you have stepped onto the Starship Enterprise. The guy who made this is named James Colley. He's actually a professional Elvis tribute artist in his daily life, but he moonlights as the creator and owner of this screen accurate Star Trek set replica tour. Favorite captain? Kirk. Mm-hmm. Favorite, is that favorite character? James and I talked on the phone a couple of weeks ago. We talked about whether or not starships should be carpeted. I'm looking at you, Star Trek Discovery and Picard. We ran through some of his favorite characters. Spock, and then I would say uh, Riker, Picard, and Wesley in that order. That's a shocking order. After <laughs> Spock. It gets... And then, of course, we got to talking about the set. So the whole thing started out as a hobby. I had this weird notion that uh, I would make my own Star Trek film with my buddies. And I knew that if I was going to make my own Star Trek film, um, the Enterprise had to be the Enterprise because everybody knows the details intimately. And if you get it wrong, well, then you're immediately not in the you're not in the universe. So my goal was to get it right. How long did it take James to actually build this set? So James started building the sets in the mid 90s, and he's continued to add to them and refine them and make them better to this day. So really, he's hmm. been working on it for Two decades plus. Wow. Yeah. If he started in the 90s, yeah, we're coming up on three decades. So I, I have to assume that on this set, they've remade the the kind of room, the quintessential room, the bridge. Have they has that that must be in the that must be there. Red alert, Dylan. They did do the bridge. <laughs> it's the bridge. It's arguably the one of the most iconic sets in all of science fiction history. Yeah. And to describe it, I mean, the bridge of the Starship Enterprise is this uh, sort of circular room. And in classic 60s, 70s style, it has sort of a walkway around the rim and a sunk, like a sunken living room yeah. in the middle there. Um, and it's all built around this central captain's chair, which is where Kirk would sit and issue out his commands, and you know. Fire photon torpedoes and fire the phasers and on screen. You could do a better Kirk than that. 
Fire photon. No, I can't. Um, not even going to try. Um, the level of detail is uh, unreal. So, like, in the bridge, it's all there. Uh, around the rim of the room, you know, where Uhura or Spock might have sat, they have all of the science stations and the blinking buttons and the, the levers and the screens with graphs and charts that look futuristic, but just enough to, to convince you that it's future nonsense that you don't need to know about. Can you sit in the chair? Sorry, that's just a side question. Can you sit in the captain's chair or is that like not off limits? Yeah, you, you can sit in the captain's chair. <laughs> seems seems important <laughs> to be able. <laughs> Good. All right. Did you sit in the captain's chair? You better believe it. Okay. Does All a right. Klingon eat gach? <laughs> <laughs> So how did James get this level of detail? Yeah, so he'd worked as a costume designer on a later Star Trek series, The Next Generation, and had gotten his hands on some blueprints of the original set. So that obviously helped. Um, and of course, he spent many hours watching Star Trek, the original series, forensically. We had to look at not only the blueprints and, and, and work from that, but we also had to go to photographs and screen captures. And then we had to research the furniture and find out what kind of furniture they were using. and What was the captain's chair originally and all these things. So it was like a, an archaeological dig <laughs> through, through Hollywood time. Was there a certain prop or material that you had to struggle to locate when you were filling all that in? A lot of the set decorations, the things that are, you know, just like, um, everyday objects that you would see in maybe Captain Kirk's quarters or in the, or in the cabinets in sick bay, all of these things were real 20th century found objects. And so we had to figure out what they were through a process of elimination and identify them and then hope to find them. There's a couple of pieces that are on the set that are over a hundred years old because they were from the 1920s. So they were antiques when Star Trek was using them. It, it's been a uh, Herculean effort. Uh, to get all the details, and the and and the details are important. The Star Trek set tour has really become a mecca for fans, and and even the cast themselves. A number of the original series cast members have come to visit, including William Shatner, who came and sat in the captain's chair and gave James probably one of the greatest memories of his entire life. Oh my god, that's um, amazing. And, and others who have come and stepped into a world they probably haven't been in in half a century. The regular cast and a lot of the guest stars have all been here and to hear their stories about working on the set, to see them shed tears as they walk through, um, you know, pretty profound. I remember Walter Koenig being here and, uh, and when he came out, he was standing in the corridor and he got very quiet and he just stood there and he... At one point, he just kind of looked down the corridor and put his head down. He was very quiet for a couple of minutes. And I remember saying to him, Walter, is everything okay? And he just whispered to me flashbacks and started walking. So, you know, you never know how somebody will react to something that's part of their past. It, it has to be uh, impactful to them because, again, it's part of their youth. Star Trek is despite my 
most fervent wishes, a <laughs> fictional show. There is an element of being a fan of fictional properties that is lonely, that is isolating, because hmm. the your engagement with it often happens in your own head and is reflected only in your own memories. And so by creating a world where you can have others step into this world physically uh, with you uh, or watch them step into it physically is such a powerful thing. What does Star Trek mean to you? I'll tell you, uh, in a nutshell, you know, as a kid, it was it was the adventure and the action, you know, and all of that, that, that and, and identifying with the, uh, the captain and, you know, wanting to be a part of that adventure. But, you know, as you get older, you start to read between the lines and you see things in life differently. So you can see the stories differently. And one of the things about Star Trek that has never uh, waned is the fact that it, it looks right at you square in the face and says, you know what, all of this this nonsense and this, this stuff that we deal with right here and now, the, the day-to-day toxicity and the bigotry and all of that stuff is going to go away and tomorrow's going to get better and we're going to do it together. You know, that was the ultimate message. But I think that's Star Trek in a nutshell. You know, it's positive energy. I think inherently most of us want a better tomorrow. So I think that's why we hang on to Star Trek. Eric, thank you for, uh, it's really fun to talk to you about this because I know, I know you love it. I know you care. I'm not done. Okay. (laughs) I've got something else. One thing that I want, uh, this is very exciting news probably. And, 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 and for you, especially Dylan is that they are working on building the next generation bridge. That's right. That's right. They just got the building squared away. There were some COVID setbacks, but they're working on making the next gen bridge and assumedly uh, more next gen sets after that. But it's coming. It's coming. We'd like to thank James Colley and the Star Trek set tour for being a part of the podcast today. We'd also like to thank the creator of Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry, the great bird of the galaxy. I just, I love that his nickname was the Great Bird of the Galaxy, and I want to work that in any time I can. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Dogs. This episode was produced by Sarah Wyman and edited by John Delore. Our production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Tracy Samuelson, Gianna Palmer. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme music and end credit music is by my old roommate, Sam Tindall. I'm Eric Grundhauser. Live long and prosper. Witness Docs from Stitcher. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come.
because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.